Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Another week gone by. This time it wasn't just your average, ordinary week, though, for me. It was a week of celebration. My brother had a birthday this past week. So did my one of my good friends. She had a birthday, too. In fact... They were only uh, apart by two days. So we decided to have a combined celebration for these people that matter so much to me and my friends. We went to, um, before we first we hung out, we uh, played some games, you know, Mario Party. Matter of fact, uh, had some fun. We went to go eat some teppanyaki, which is always a good thing. Eating with, you know, anybody, your friends, whatever, is always a good thing, but it's even better if the food is delicious. And man, it was delicious. Got a little, uh, maybe a little too much to eat, but, you know, had some leftovers. That's always the best, isn't it? When you have enough food for you to have leftovers the next day, it's always a good thing. It's like a double wham. You get dinner out of the way and you also get the next day's lunch out of the way too it's like oh yeah double whammy this is a good thing i should do this more often but it would you know probably cost me a pretty penny but you know if i was able to split my dinner with uh, to be dinner and then lunch the next day hey you know i could you know make a you know I, i could sustain that probably not as long as i could but you know whatever i always enjoy though celebrating with friends and family about these type of things birthdays you know special occasions it's a it's a good way to you know show somebody that you care about them that you um you enjoy them being a part of your life you know i i got my brother a present um an, an actual present not a gift card not cash you know i got him a present unlike some people in my family who got him cash, which, hey, he loved it. He loved it. He was cool with it. He was cool with cash. He was like, yes, thank you. I love cash. And I was like, yeah, cool. Sure you do. Yeah, cash is cool. But I'm going to tell you this right now, man. Whether it be a birthday, Christmas, whatever kind of holiday, anniversary, I think, I truly do think that getting somebody a gift of either what they want or if you know it's something that you don't that they don't necessarily need but you know it would be a good gift for them is better than getting them just cash because you get somebody cash you know depending on the person they might spend it on something silly stupid dumb or even worse they might just not even use it they'll just keep it pocket that cash and just do nothing with it so not saying that I haven't given cash out before I have for, for birthdays and celebrations, and I've done that before. But I'll be honest. You know, whenever I hear or whenever I see that the, this person has not spent the money that I gave them, gave to them as a gift, you know, it kind of bothers me. It bothers me in a way it's like, you know, if you're not going to use it, can I, can I get that back? I mean, if you're not going to put it in a bank, if you're not going to do anything with it, you're not going to spend it, 
this, that, the other. Can I just get it back? Sometimes I feel like, you know, that would be, you know, that would suit the money better to give it back to its rightful owner. Sometimes I feel like that. But, you know, as I've gotten older, too, it's been harder to give gifts. But this one, this one, this year, for my brother, I knew, I I, I narrowed it down. I asked him, hey, what you want? What do you feel like you need? What do you want? And I got him the gift, and I was like, you know what? I feel like I, 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 did, a, I did a good thing. It's the little things in life like that that you walk around, you're like, hey, you know, I, I actually did something that was thoughtful. Thoughtful and meaningful and a good thing, an actual good deed to brighten this guy's day up. You know, on his birthday, it's like, hey, I think this much about you. Use it. Now, I think that, you know, giving somebody money is also, you know, a fine thing. But also kind of depends, I think, on the amount, how much you give that person, you know, kind of quantifies how much you care about that person, how much it shows that you care about that person in the amount of money that you that you give them as a gift. Now, back when you were younger, you could probably receive like a $10 bill, like when you were like, I don't know, five years old, six years old, like it would be the best thing ever. You can go buy some candy, you can go buy a snack, you can go buy this or that. When you get to the teenage years, you know, you expect like a little bit more. Hey, how about a 20? You know, maybe maybe 50, possibly. But then it gets to the point where it maxes out at a number and it should not go past that number. But it I probably shouldn't even go under that number either. And that's a hundred. For family members, friends, you know, maybe maybe close friends, cousins, relatives, possibly. $100 bills, I think, when you are past the age of 21. If you're close, family-wise, I think a nice $100 bill is a pretty good amount for a gift to somebody. Boy or girl, guy or girl, whatever, it doesn't matter. Now, I think that anything less than $100 is kind of messed up, I'll be honest. Like, if you're going to give somebody who's, like, 25, you know, he could probably use the cash, you know, to, to better his life. Giving them 80 bucks is one... A dumb number, a, a really stupid amount to give a person for their birthday. It also kind of seems like you're being a little cheap, I'll be honest. Now, I, I I, don't normally give out that amount of money if I do for a birthday or something like that. I usually always go for 100 because it shows you that, hey, you know what? Here's 100 a nice 100 That's like the biggest amount you could receive in a single bill. So here you go. Here's that. Take that. Do whatever you want with it. But here it is. That's how much I care about you. I care about you 100% in dollar forms, in money. There you go. $100 right then, right there for you. That, I think, is a good amount. Now, of course, you can probably go 200 if they're your, you know, your, uh, from your parents, maybe. If, if your parents love you, like they give you like nice 200 possibly, one from each. 
But if it's like me, if I was going to gift somebody a gift and it was going to be cash and not an actual gift, it'd be $100 for someone really close to me, like a, like a sibling or a parent, you know, 100 bucks. that's pretty good. If it's like a couple, like say if I'm giving like a, a, a couple a gift, like for an anniversary or Christmas, whatever, let's say I give them a gift card to like a restaurant, like a nice restaurant, you better not give them like 50 bucks as the amount for that gift card. I don't care where you go, bro. You got to give him at least 100 on that. Don't give me that 75, 80 shit. Give him 100. Because you don't know. What if the, the food there that they want is expensive? You're giving them money to have like a good night. Have a good dinner. Have a good meal. Why would you limit them with giving them like less than 100? You don't know how much the food's going to cost there. What if they want appetizers? What if they want drinks? Give them the amount to let them have a good time. That's what I'm about to, in terms of gift cards, per se. Always give them a good amount where they can really have a good time. Really a good time. See, these people, sometimes they just give them stupid-ass amounts. Silly amounts. I can't actually believe, I cannot believe the amounts that they give these people for their, uh, their special occasions, like again, like I said, birthdays, um, anniversaries, whatever. So that was that. I mean, it was a good day. It was a good couple days. Hung out with the fellas two days in a row. It was nice, nice, nice to get back together. Kind of got me thinking, though, like I will be turning the big 3-0 next month. And we were just chatting, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do for your birthday? And honestly, you know what? I, Knowing me, I'm not the person, the type of person to have big, big bombastic celebrations for myself for my birthday. I don't really ask for that many gifts either. I just ask for a good time, I guess. And I was kind of thinking going to going to like a brewery, like a nice brewery where we can just chill out, eat some cool food. Drink some beers, have a good time, and just that that'd be it. Honestly, that would be it. That that would that is something that I would enjoy doing very, very much. Um I've I've mentioned it, you know, we've talked about it. We're thinking like, you know what? Brewery sounds pretty cool. You know, just chill out, have some beers, and just just hang out. You know, get a get a nice buzz going to a nice one. Not like plastered or hammer, like just a nice buzz, you know, sip some waters along the way, no driving, of course, and just like, you know, have some fun. The one thing that I absolutely don't want to do and I want to want to avoid so badly is to get absolutely hammered, you know, just absolutely plastered because I haven't gotten plastered like that in a couple years. And the last time I did, I did not enjoy it very much. I was not a fan I did not feel good. I did not feel right. It was the hangover was actually real. I'm I was developing hangovers more and more as I got older, and I just don't want to. I just don't want to mess with it. I don't want to try it. I don't want to attempt, you know, getting a really really bad hangover. It's just not something I want to do at the age of thirty anymore. You know what I'm saying? But you know, also I am all for buzzes. Buzzes are pretty awesome. It's like, if you can get a good buzz, maintain that buzz, 
however you do it by eating bread, sipping on water, maybe get a, a liquid IV, you know, chug that down and have some beers along the way. I'm all for that. But maybe not blackout drunk anymore. I think I've been blackout drunk like maybe five times in my life. Maybe more. I mean, my friends could probably contest. And it is not fun. Not fun at all. Every time, I mean, like, the way, the on the journey to that is very fun. The journey to getting blacked out drunk is so much fun. But actually blacking out and then waking up when it's like middle of the day and you feel terrible is not good. I highly, highly, highly don't recommend that you do that. Like, it's just not fun. It's not something that I particularly look like, oh, yeah, remember when I did that and, like, am fond of it. I'm like, ugh, what the hell was I thinking, you know? So that would be sick, though. That would be sick to just go and and just maintain that buzz. You know, sometimes my friends are also kind of saying, like, you know, what if we, and I was also part of this, like, we should get lit one weekend because we don't get lit that much anymore and every time we get lit it's only like one person getting lit i swear to god there's been many times where i decide to get lit right this is years ago like maybe four or five years ago when i would get lit and then i would be taped videotaped because i'm the only one that's as lit you know as as you can be and and still like do stuff without blacking out and i'm like First of all, you're taping me when I'm lit. This is unfair. Anything that I say when I'm lit is not me because I have no control. I mean, when you black out like, and you are gone, you are like gone, gone, that's not even you anymore. That's like another version of you. That's like some, somebody else emerging from your brain and taking control like that. This it, It's just not you. And I saw the footage, I'm like, I can't believe that I said that, I can't believe that I did that, that doesn't seem like what I would actually do, because that's insane. But luckily, that's never been public either, it's always been like at my place, or the place I live. And then, like, it's just been, you know, maintained and kept under wraps, thank Christ. Not saying that I have... You know, it, it's I go completely insane, but you know, I argue with people. I don't shut up, and it's like, oh god, it's like it's just cringe. You know, it's cringe. Like, I, it's not something that, that that I'm proud of, but also, fuck you to the person that took that video, because like, I have no control of what I'm saying at that moment. I have no control of what I'm doing at that moment. What I'm saying is absolute bullshit. I probably don't even believe it at all. So like, it's it's just like. So silly that hopefully, you know, this time, this this go-around, well, my friends were, like, agreeing, like, yo, let's all get lit. Just fulfill that promise. Fulfill what you said, and let's truly get lit. Because I'm all in for that. That'd be, I think that that would be cool that we just get lit. And we don't have to just get, like, lit, lit, and just, like, you know, that's it, burn out on the couch. But, like, we could do, like... Some games with that, maybe some beer pong, maybe some uh, card games while we get lit, and then just like, you know, wherever the night takes us, you know? And you know what? I would say this. We are not like super young anymore as friends. We've all aged pretty, you know, a good amount 
since we've known each other, why we don't need to go like as hard as we did when we were younger, even though y'all didn't go hard at all. We could probably turn it back. You know, we're we're older now. It doesn't go down as smoothly as it once did. And possibly, you know, I would suggest that maybe we just kind of aim for the buzz. Aim for a nice buzz. And just see where that takes us. I, I, I would be all in for that. I, I truly would be like, yeah, let's do it. I have no problem with that at all. None whatsoever. Just make sure that it's not like in a public state. Uh, you know what? I'm also the person that I've noticed throughout my, throughout my entire life. I don't really enjoy getting publicly lit. It's not a fun experience. Because I am also the person that always drives myself to these events. And I also am a big fan of coming home from these events. Coming home on my own dime, in my own car, under my own responsibility. So if we do go out, let's say we do go out, I would need an actual driver. I wouldn't actually do this on my own if I, you know, didn't have a driver. So, and I make that very clear. If I'm going to go out, right, to a restaurant to eat with some friends or whatever, and then we, we I decide to get, you know, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get a beer, like one, one beer, and then I'll wait a while after that, and then I'll take off. But I will never be like, I'm going to go to a restaurant and get like seven beers and then leave right after. Like that to me, well, first of all, that's illegal. You should never do that. But I don't like that feeling of, you know, not being able to leave when I want to, not being able to go home when I want to, when I need to, you know, like when dinner's done, dinner's done. Let's go. It's time to go. I am not a person that is going to be like, well, I'm going to have like 10 drinks and then I guess someone else could drive me because uh, I'm irresponsible. No, that's never happened to me before. If I have one beer with dinner, you know, I'll wait an hour after, have some water with that, sober up, even though it's not really, you know, you know I w- I'm not actually drunk, but I do, you know, you need to, you need to be careful. And uh, just like, you know, after that, go, you know, wait an hour, then go. That's all you got to do if it's one beer. And I never, ever really, even now, barely drink when I go out anymore. Barely drink. Unless somebody's uh, driving. But that's never the case, so I never really do anyway. So I just kind of sworn off that. Because I like driving myself home and being responsible. That might sound like a, that I'm a downer, that I'm no fun. But I just, yeah, I just, I just enjoy, you know, getting myself home. You know, whatever that may be. If that means I don't drink, then I don't drink. I just don't have anything. You know, then I just don't do it and I just go home. I'll have a soda or water. It doesn't really matter. And lately, you know, I've been starting to, you know, try to eat better, trying to drink better. By that I mean just being drinking more water and not as much uh, other things. So I, I'm kind of in this whole process and this whole mindset of cutting out a lot of stuff that is bad for you. And in the process, it has been very, very, very hard to cut out stuff. I feel better. Don't get me wrong. I feel a lot better. 
I go on the treadmill pretty much every day now. Since I got a gym membership, I've been going on the treadmill every day. And I mean, I'm going to start putting in weight training in that too. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. The cravings are still there. They're absolutely 100% still there. Bad food is out there. And I want to seek it out. A lot of times. Not as much as you would think. Like, for instance, when I was younger, maybe 10 years ago, I was a fiend, fiend for fast food. I loved it. I loved it so much. I would always want to get it. I would always get want to get a lot of it. There were times where me and my buddies would go to McDonald's and get too much food for all of us and just chow down and, and just house on that food. And we will feel we, we, we felt like nothing, no remorse, no regrets, nothing after that. No stomach issues, no feeling bloated, no feeling sick, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, approaching 30 years old, I rarely, rarely, rarely have a crave for McDonald's or any real fast food out there anymore. Any real fast food. And I actually thank God for that. Thank Christ for that. As much as I do enjoy McDonald's, I do like it. When you have it, it's so goddamn good. But whenever I crave it, I know it's not good for me. Like, I know it's just not a good thing. I Something that I should not be eating on a, you know, at all, really. I mean, it's just not good for you at all. Yeah, I mean, if I'm in a pinch, if I need a meal, if I'm, you know, on the road or something like that, I'll, I'll get some like that. I'll get some McDonald's, sure, whatever. Quick stop to eat if I'm hungry, yeah, sure. Got nothing else around, yeah, okay, I'll get that. Forgot to make dinner, you know, didn't have any dinner plans, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll go grab something to eat and then that, that'll be it. But I'm not like someone that's like, ooh, should we get McDonald's? Or ooh, how about we get, you know, some uh, Burger King? Or how about we go get Taco Bell? Even Taco Bell, which I love, I've cut down quite a bit on. Because the food at fast food restaurants is not good and has gotten worse Um, in the past, like I would say, Seven years of me getting food. Taco Bell, McDonald's, um, Burger King, Carl's Jr. They've all just gotten bad. I mean, really bad. Like, the the taste, and maybe it's just because I've gotten older, the taste to me just doesn't do it anymore. Just does not do it. Like, I have tried and tried and tried to get good, like, I mean, like, good-tasting Taco Bell, like it used to be, like, five years ago, I have not gotten Taco Bell that has tasted that that good in a long time, con- on a consistent basis, whether it's because they cook it bad, or it's it sits out for a little too long, uh, too light, uh, long or the ingredients to me, the, the, the flavor for me, has just not been a thing that I crave anymore or that I even like anymore. I I don't know what it is, but it's just not as good as it used to be. The fact also, too, that it all costs a lot more than it once did doesn't help either. 
I mean, I went to McDonald's like maybe a month ago, and I got two sausage egg McMuffins. And I remember when those used to be like two for three bucks, and they went to two to three fifty, two for three eighty eight. And I'm pretty sure it was even cheaper than two for three at one point. And I was like, yeah, this is a good price for these. Because, like, they're not, like, great, but they're freaking delicious for, you know, and that price also makes it delicious. So it's like, it's good, and the price is right, so it feels like it's even better, you know? Well, the prices now are, like, two for five something. And if you get one, it's actually more for one. Like, one single sausage egg McMuffin is even more than for two, which is... Doesn't make any sense, but okay, whatever. That's your deal. Cool, whatever. But the sandwich hasn't gotten any better. The sandwich is the same thing. The sandwich has not changed drastically. The sandwich has not gotten any tastier. The sandwich has not gotten any bigger. It's the same exact thing. It's just the price has gone up so much. Now, of course, that's probably because of inflation and shit like that, but like, still, like, the whole point of fast food, I think, is not just because, not just a, a quick bite to eat, but it's supposed to be a cheap thing. It's supposed to be cheap to get you through something. Now that it's becoming more and more gourmet, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm able, I'm going to be able to consistently, well, not consistently, but I'm, I don't think I'll be able to be partaking in the fast food establishment, in the fast food market, voluntarily for that much longer. Like, oh, let's go get quarter pounders with cheese. Bro, I got a quarter pounder with cheese meal. It was more than $10. We are at a point now in in just with fast food and prices around this country that that shit just ain't worth it for the price anymore. That shit ain't worth it. And especially like a premier item like their Big Mac at McDonald's. Bro... Getting a Big Mac meal at McDonald's for how much it costs is one of like the most like deflating things that you can get. You will not feel good about yourself after you purchase that meal and you will feel even worse after you consume it. You'll be like, oh my God, what have I done? Because it's just, well, for one, it tastes okay. Big Macs, you know, if you didn't grow up loving them, it's hard to, like, love them now. They're good, don't get me wrong, but it's all really in the sauce. The sauce is what makes the Big Mac the Big Mac, let's be honest. And if you don't have the love for it already, and you, uh, you're not a big fan of it anyway, you're probably going to be like, eh, it's okay. And the, just, like, the size of it, it's called the Big Mac but it's pretty small, and it's got a lot of bread and a lot of lettuce and not a whole lot of meat. And I was looking up this shit, and I hear people say this, that the bread at McDonald's is pretty high in sugar. Remember that thing that uh, that came out with Subway? I think it was in Ireland. Like They would not consider Subway's bread bread because it just had too much sugar in it, and it was like chemically imbalanced, and it would not be able to be called bread legally because of what is in it like i feel like the bread at mcdonald's is 
got to be high in sugar. Like, just high in sugar. Because they put sugar in all breads now, even at the store. Could you only imagine how much they put in it in a McDonald's bun? You know, they say that McDonald's and fast food is addictive. But what is it about it that is addictive? Is it the grease? Possibly. The meats, the cheeses? Yeah, probably true. But it's got to be, if you think about it, sugar. The sugar in that bread. The sugar is got to be the most addictive thing because, for one, sugar is the most addictive substance in this country. It truly is. First hand. Hand up. I have been addicted to sugar many, many, many times in my life. I would consume so much goddamn candy every year for Halloween when I was a kid, when we would have it in the build-up to Halloween, like the days before Halloween when you buy the candy and prepare, that shit would be gone. And I mean gone so quickly because of how addicted I was to sugar. I used to kill, like absolutely murder, rows and rows of Chips Ahoy, of Oreos, of store-bought cookies that are not those brands. Like, just like, one time my mother made a bunch of cookies. She made chocolate chip cookies. And I ate all of them and got sick from them. Because I could not stop eating them. Because of the sugar. It's got to be the sugar that brings people back to these places. You know? It's a little bit, though. It's like a little bit in the bun. Not a little bit, but like... It's in the bun. It's probably disguised by like another chemical that's in that bun to make it look like a bun to, you know, to get you to come and buy it again and again and again and all that stuff. And it's just like, dang, like y'all got me. You got me on a, like you went fishing. You caught me on my, in my cheek and just rang me, reeled me in. You got me again, bro. Something actually embarrassing that I'm, I'm going to tell you about this right now, right? <clears throat> Two days ago. I'm about to go celebrate um, <coughs> my brother and my friend's uh, birthday. Like I said, we went to go get eat teppanyaki. But up until before that, I was craving sugar. Craving it bad. Like, really bad. Like I just wanted something sweet. Something sweet and delicious. So I was like, what should I eat? So I go to the pantry, and in the middle of the pantry, like in the middle shelf of the pantry, just right in front so I can see it, is a bag, a plastic bag with every single ingredient that you need to make s'mores. Graham crackers, Hershey's chocolate, and marshmallows. And I love s'mores. Like, as as I've gotten older... I've loved, I've I've just been more and more of a s'mores fan. So you know what I did? I actually turned on the stove, I cracked it on, and then I decided to make and devour four s'mores. Four of them. After I ate that, and you know this is it. This is like modern me. Like I'm, I'm working out now. I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to better my life. You know, I'm, I'm pushing thirty. I'm like, why not start now? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I conclude the feast. 
I devour the s'mores. They're in my belly, metabolizing, digesting. And immediately after I finish that, I feel terrible. I feel absolutely god-awful. Not like I'm sick, not like my stomach is queasy, but I just feel bad. Like I just had too much sugar, and I was like, ugh. Like I didn't feel motivated to do anything after that. Didn't feel tired, just felt slow. I was like, ugh. The sugar rush just like plummeted me so hard. The blood sugar, whatever, is just like decimated. And that was all my fault. And that was from a day where I did not work out because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the day off. So what do I do? I fucking go insane and just, you know, have a bad eating day. Before that, I had five slices of pizza, a bagel. I was like, oh my god, I just ruined everything I worked towards. Thank god, like, I went the day after, though, so, like, I felt better. You know, of course, you know, the day after that happened, I went to the gym, and I, you know, I was like, okay, good, I worked out. I feel good now. I feel better. But that day, before the dinner, before teppanyaki, before the celebrations of my brother and my friend, made a huge mistake. Big mistake. And first of all, probably no one at the age of 30 should be eating four s'mores. One, cool, sure. Two, pushing it. Pushing it for sure. Four, though, absolutely not. Like, that should not be had. No adult should be consuming that much sugar in such a small amount of time. And I'll be honest with you guys, I don't really care for marshmallows besides with s'mores. I decided to fuck around and I just ate a marshmallow. By itself. I haven't eaten a marshmallow by itself in like at least like 15 years. Because I was never really a fan. That shit was incredibly good. Sugary, sweet. It was beautiful. Fluffy, airy. It was like, dude, this is perfect. Marshmallows are amazing. Why have I not been eating these? And I was like, dude. I pretty much like was like, I don't know what it is now. I have no idea what it could be, but I'm just so, like, addicted to sugar right now. Addicted. You know how, like, when people get older, they tend to lean towards sweets more? I've noticed this within relatives that I know of, like, they just crave desserts now like that when they're older. I'm like, holy shit, I think I'm kind of becoming this, like, because you kind of have it when you're a kid, when you're, like, a really young kid, and at least for me, it kind of went away. After that, like, I didn't really care for sugar all that much. I was more of a savory guy. But then I, you know, got older and I was like, wait, hold on. Sugar's kind of fucking amazing. <clears throat> and it's better than I thought it was. I think it's because, like, I'm an adult and I don't need to wait for dessert time to eat dessert. Or wait for, you know, my mom or my dad to say, yeah, you can have a cookie. I can just have a cookie whenever I want. I can just have a candy whenever I want. Like, I can pick up a candy Whenever I can go to the store right now and pick up a king size Twix and eat that king size Twix, not even at home, just on the road, and right then and there, just eat it. Like I could do that if I want to, but should I? For freedom, yes, because I'm a free man and I will not be suppressed. But is it good for you? Absolutely not. It's not. So what, what, what have I been doing to combat this? 
what I've been doing to combat this is eating natural sugars. Natural. I was eating some cherries before I started to record this episode. Cherries have a lot of sugar in them, but at least I know that's natural. It's from something from a, from a tree. So it can't be as bad. I mean, of course, you got to eat them in moderation, of course. But I think it's a much better alternative than eating four s'mores. I could not believe myself. Because there is sugar in the graham cracker, there is sugar in the chocolate, and there is a ton of sugar in that freaking marshmallow. And I, I just felt like I was just like in a super bad place. A terrible place. I couldn't believe it. I told my friends, too. I told my friends exactly what I just told you guys. The four s'mores. And they all laughed at me. They were actually embarrassed. They're like, Jesus fucking Christ. What have you done? And I'm like, dude, I don't even know. I just lost my shit, and I had to have s'mores. I had to have sugar. And that was like one of like the, the latest like relapses I've had in my life. Where I felt like, holy shit, I have lost control. And you know what's crazy, though? When you are in the moment, you don't feel like you've lost control until the feeling you get after you've already lost control. Like I told you when I had all those s'mores, I was like, I just felt bad. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't even want to go to eat dinner. I was like, I'm done. Put me out. I'm over. I need, I need, I, I can't do anything after that. I still went, but I was like, Ugh, this is not a good feeling. So I guess like, you know, that's where discipline comes in. That's where, you know, you really, really, really need to have self-control. And that also applies to not just sugar, but any type of food, alcohol, whatever it is. You need to have self-control. Life is all really about self-control. If you really think about it, you could pretty much eat like a lot of things that you do enjoy. You just got to have self-control. Like if you're going to have pizza, instead of having like half the pizza, have like two or three slices and then call it a night. You know, as much as you want to eat pizza more and more and more, and I, I, I get it. They, the way they make pizza now, sometimes you can just inhale an entire box by yourself. And you'd be like, what? It's just one pizza. But you look at what is in that pizza, what's on that pizza, how much calories that's in, how much all this stuff is in. You'll be like, you'll be like Jesus Christ, I ate the entire amount of food that I should have had for like one day within one meal. It's crazy. It's it's absolutely insane. So the goal is moving forward. We must have self control. We don't have this. It's gonna. It it it's not only gonna be painful for everybody around you, but yourself included, and especially you yourself. You don't have that control, bro. It's gonna be terrible. It'd be awful. Now I've actually kind of uh you know been thinking about that that relapse of sugar, and I've been eating pretty well since. It's only been two days, but I feel like I have been eating okay since, and not a ton. Like yesterday, I had a steak, right? I had a steak and a baked potato. I didn't finish either of them, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now because I used to kill meals, right? Finish the plate, and I still believe in that, 
but I had some food before that too. So I was thinking to myself, hey, I had food before I actually ate dinner, right? I ruined my appetite, whatever, whatever you want to say. So, you know, past me, past Alex, probably would have killed that entire meal, even though he had just eaten like maybe an hour and a half ago. But current Alex, much more responsible Alex, has decided, you know what? I'm listening more to my stomach now. I'm 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 gonna be a better listener when it comes to my stomach. If I don't feel like I need to finish this or I want to finish this, or if I feel satisfied, I'm just gonna stop eating. Because that's always like what you should be doing. You know, you should be listening to your stomach and being like, Yeah, I'm full. I'm gonna stop. Because I don't want to overeat. I don't want to be like, I finished this and not feel great. I'm just going to stop. I'll have leftovers tomorrow for lunch or whatever. And then I'm going to call it a night. You know, it's really that simple. I think that if we do that more than just house all your food at once, like we would have such a better physique, a better outlook and much, much more better discipline when it comes to consuming food. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe that's something that we can look at and be like, hey, that is an actually good idea. Why don't we just do that now? You know, it's fun to think about, but it's also like something that you don't want to limit yourself on. But at the same time, it's very good for you. And if you think about it being good for you, it'll be easier for you to do it. Like if you, if it's, it's so easy to look at things and be like, yeah, that would benefit me by a lot. That would benefit me a ton, actually. But do I want to? You outweigh, you know, the pros outweigh the cons tremendously. And you're like, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? You know? So, yeah, I guess the whole thing about that was just like having self-control over anything. Food, drink, you name it. Moving on, though, last week, pretty much when this episode dropped, Thursday, there was a new social media that was launched by Meta and Zuck, and it's called Threads. And is it, what is it, you may ask? Is it innovative? Is it revolutionary? Is it... Uh, worth getting? Is it a new experience that you've never experienced before? Is it going to revolutionize social media? Is it going to change you? Is it going to change the people that use it? Will people hop from Twitter to it? Probably not, but it was fun. It is fun. And the why I say it was fun is because I haven't really used it since the past, the, since like the first three days that it's been out, I'll be honest. Threads is what it's called, and it came out last week, and when it came out, it was like being reborn, I have to say. Now, I've been on Twitter and Instagram for more than more than 10 years, both of them more than 10 years Twitter was 2011, 
Instagram was 2012 for me. So I've been on those two social medias for 11 and 12 years. And and I've been, you know, you know, it's been a while since a new social media app has popped up. And I, I'm not talking about like Vine or TikTok where you just share videos and just like an entertainment type of app. I'm talking about like a social media platform where you could post like actual texts, what you're thinking. Also, you know, media as well. I have to say. When I first got threads, I was like, should I get this? Should I should I do this? I was like, yeah, why not? Why not get threads? It's immediately linked to your Instagram, so you have if you have Instagram, you can have threads. It just activates it on another app and you have it. You have all your followers from Instagram that are on there already that you can just hit one button that says follow all these people. And then they have the option, if they ever get it, to follow you back. And they'll have that notification waiting for them when they do get it, if they do get it. And the rush that I was feeling, the actual excitement that I was also feeling of being on a fresh new social media was bliss. It was so much fun. And it wasn't just me, too. You had people that I would follow... So that people that follow me back that were posting on threads like they haven't posted on a social media platform within the last like 10 years. People did not give a damn what they said. Not in a bad way. Just in a fun, entertaining, and freely way. Like people were posting like, what should I eat for dinner? I've heard that this movie's cool. Maybe I'll watch this movie. Look what I did. Look what I drew. Look what I had to eat. Stuff like that. Just so simple. So innocent. So free. So so with not like the, the anxiety of whatever you tweet out to be ridiculed and criticized and pointed out. And people trying to be like, I'm going to cancel you. It, none of that was even a thought on that app. Like, you could tell everybody on that app was having so much fun, including me. First thing I did was promoted the podcast. Hey, check out the podcast on a new platform. And then I put that same day when it came out, like, I tweeted, this is so cool. Everybody's just having fun. And it was cool. It was incredible. It was something that I haven't seen in, like, 10 years. How people were just firing off whatever they had in their brain at that moment. And it was like... This is what it was always supposed to be. This is how it was always meant to be. Everybody's engaging. They're having fun. People are are commenting on other people's stuff in a very friendly, loving, free way. I was like, dude, this is this is a breath of fresh air. This is a actual breath of fresh air. And I can't like, you know, I can't explain it, but like it just felt free. It felt fun. It felt like people actually were getting along for the first time and not being ridiculed, not being attacked, not being uh, targeted, not being like, you know, uh, in somebody's crosshairs of pointing something out or trying to start up shit. Everybody was just having fun. 
And the most beautiful thing, too, is when the first came out, the first day that it was on there, there was zero, and I mean zero ads, not a single ad that I saw. Everything that I saw was a post from somebody that I follow, a post that they actually typed out, that they actually wrote, and that they actually posted. I couldn't believe it. It's been so long since you've seen, like, you know, ad stuff, you know, verified accounts just tweeting about, you know, an article or some stuff like that, somebody promoting something that they're, that they're, that's their sponsor. It was the first time in so many years that you saw just genuine people posting on a social media platform. And it was actually beautiful. I could not believe it. It's like I was reliving the the bliss that when you had when you first got social media, when everyone was just like, "Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? What's up?" Like you hear too, people were like, "Hey, yo, what's up?" Like you made it. People were saying like you made it. It was incredible. It was actually pleasant and fun to be a part of. And then after the first two days of you know, checking it religiously and battling my time between Twitter, threads, Instagram. I kind of forgot about it. If I'm being honest, I kind of forgot about it. Like, one day I just kind of forgot that I had the app. And just, I, I've been back since, but like, not as much as I would like to be. Because I gotta admit... Having three social medias now is a little overwhelming. It feels like a little much. Like I got more stuff to do. Like I got chores now. Like I got to check Twitter, Instagram, and threads. It's a lot. Because I think, you know, as much as threads is cool, do I think that it will overtake Twitter? It could, but then that means that Twitter would become obsolete and that we would all have to switch over to threads. Do I want that? Possibly. I mean, it would be a cool thing to do because Twitter and threads are the same exact thing pretty much. So one has to go. One one will survive and one will die. I'm not sure who, who that will be when it's all settled, but like, I don't see a world where these both of these apps can survive because they do the same exact thing. That market is already full. You know, tw- Threads was released to probably kill Twitter, if I'm being honest. And they're being sued by Twitter, too. So you can definitely tell that. Mu- uh, Musk is like, you know what? They're trying to take me down. And Zuck's like, yeah, I am. Probably. Possibly. So they're being sued, right? They're being attacked. They're trying to, you know, the market can really only withstand one of these apps to to, to survive, to, to move on. Which do I pre- pre- uh, prefer, though? At the moment, Threads, because it's so fun, even though I don't check it as much as I did the first time, just because it's just, it's just overwhelming. But Threads was pretty fun. There's no trending page on it as of right now, so that's pretty cool. So it's just like the search, the little or the uh, magnifying glass icon is just to search accounts, which is beautiful. It's just like not full of clutter that I need to see all the time. 
So that's pretty cool. And honestly, Twitter, the fact that people can buy a check mark is like it's so oversaturated of how many blue check marks that I see. And it's like if you can anyone can buy it. So some loser with like 20 followers has a blue check mark and before I even click on his profile, I think that he's some kind of official guy. Like I actually hate that. That that, that that's part of Twitter now. That anybody can just buy a blue check mark and they will have it. And I think that they're actually like a verified famous person. Like I <laughs> That's like one of my big things that I just did not give a shit when Elon took over. Like, this is just, it's too much, I think. It's like, everybody's special. Well, nobody is, you know, to quote like fucking uh, The Incredibles. That type of shit. So, it all kind of depends on who's going to, you know, um, who's going to kill each other. Who's going to kill one another. Who's going to kill the other one off. At the moment, people are enjoying threads, and so am I, even though I don't use it as much as I did for those first two days, but I still use it from time to time, and it's still fun. It's just fun, but I feel like Twitter is where I get more of the news, which is like part of what I hate about Twitter, but also a kind of a useful thing that Twitter does is that it's like real-time news, and it's like you can definitely tell that that's more people's professional social media than threads, so I don't know. It just like, I guess we'll just see on which app is sustainable, more sustainable, which app can actually thrive more, which app can actually get more people to use in terms of like, you know, just having fun. It might be threads. It might be, I don't know. Definitely something to look out for. Definitely something to, to see what happens because you also have to remember, bro, the people that you followed on Instagram, you probably just followed for their photos, Right now you're getting you're now you're following the people for like, you know, they're essentially their tweets, their threads, what they think, their opinions. It's like, oh, shit, I forgot that you actually speak and not just post photos because no one reads the captions on these Instagram photos. Right. Am I, I mean, I mean, am I being wrong here? Like, I don't look at like these Instagram photos and like really read the entire caption most of the time. I just kind of look at the photo and be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's that's all right. I like, never really ever read those captions if I'm being completely honest. Um, so seeing the people that I followed for their photos and seeing them post actual text posts, you know, text threads is interesting. It's new. It's like, oh, this opened like an, a whole new world to see to to see your brain, you know? I now really get to see you tick. And what you think of. It's kind of cool. But it's also like. "Mm, Did I need this? Is it really. You know. A necessity. It could be. It could. You you never know. Threads could be. The number one social media. By next year possibly. I mean. If you looked at the rate of how many. Subscribers they got with like the first day. It like out. it, It like outpaced every other social media platform out there. Like. It gained traction so fast, like, unless they have, like, a, a, like, a big decline within this year, it could probably, you know, be the official, one of the official, um, social medias, you know, for everything, business, whatever, because let's be honest, Twitter became, like, an official thing for businesses, 
you watch like Sports Center, you know, you see like the anchor's name, and underneath is going to be their Twitter handle. It's like become like professional to have Twitter, to be, you know, on Twitter, to see that person's like tweets is like become like part of their profession. Now, would that ever switch to threads? Would they ever show like their their Instagram at or their Instagram account or their threads account? I don't know. That could be a thing that could possibly happen. The question is, is are we going to, you know, adapt to that? Are we going to adapt to that? Are we going to be like, nah, this is too much? I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. One last thing before I go, though. One last thing. James Gunn has announced that there are going to be more characters in the upcoming Superman Legacy than I think a lot of people thought. Let's be honest. Not only are we going to have Superman and Lois Lane, which have already been cast, by the way. It's been out for a while. But we're also getting a lot of other DC characters in this one movie. Which is kind of concerning for me, if I'm being completely honest. So far, we have Superman. Lois Lane, that's a, that's a given. But we're going to get a Green Lantern, played by Nathan Fillion. His name is Guy Gardner, which I have no idea who he is, but that's who he is. Already a Green Lantern in the film. We're going to get Hawk Girl, which is a pretty big character, if I remember from the cartoon Justice League. And then we're going to get... Um, Another character, I think his name, let me find it right now because he's a character that I have not really, don't really have any knowledge of, I'll be honest, but he is a comic book character, in fact, get it right now, just go to James Gunn, let's see, um, Hawkgirl and Mr. Terrific, who is another, sounds like another, um, superhero and then also there's this guy called uh metamorpho looks like a bad guy he's being played by the dude who plays no ho hank in uh barry which is a good show um that's a lot of characters like sounds like a lot of main characters in our superman film which listen i'll be honest i love james gunn's recent film guards of the galaxy volume 3 i thought it was Incredible, an incredible film. One of the better films that Marvel's made in the past two years, if not the best. And um, the news of these characters being in this film is just like, are we putting too much in this movie? Are we putting a little too much that it won't feel like just like a Superman film? Maybe they're only in it for like a little bit. Maybe it's just going to be for like a cameo and that's about it. Just to like, you know, build the universe. But I think that when you announce characters like this so early in the process of like... The movie comes out in two years from now, I believe. And it just feels like, you know, this is going to be not just a Superman movie. That this is just going to be like a... um a universe movie part one, the DCEU, the DCU movie part one. It just feels like it's going to get Superman might be a little overshadowed by uh, other, these other people, these other characters that are going to be in his film. Now that just might be me overreacting to the news, but 
from looking at it at a glance, which is, you know, all I can really look at it from, my speculation is this movie might be a little overcrowded. Maybe we not, might not get as much, like, Superman as we do, like, a all these other characters that are that seem to be very important to the DCU. So that's like my main concern is like are we putting too much in our Superman film? But then again, he's he's gone on record saying that this movie Superman Legacy is not a Superman origin story. So we really just have to wait and see, you know, but we can't lose the sight of the main character in this film, Superman. Like we we need to, you know, it's I can only hope, you know, and pray that this man, James Gunn, still maintains that this is a Superman film through and through. And these people are just going to be, or these other characters are just going to be there to, 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 uh, to bring it up as well, you know, as, as, as one film to, to really establish the universe, but also establish the character of Superman too. And also, you know, stand on their own as their own individual characters, which is, you know, if they're going to be in the universe, they need to matter. They can't just be there and just be cameos. Like, why even just announce that? Why Why is that even, you know, newsworthy if they're just cameos? Like, I, you got me with Superman, bro. You you got me with a new Superman, a new look on, a new dawn of Superman. I don't need anything else. Like, this whole, all this other stuff is just, like, making my brain go crazy. Like, is this really a Superman film? Is this going to be Superman, Hawkgirl, and uh, Green Lantern type of Justice League film? I don't know. Maybe, again, I might just be over-speculating this, but that news just kind of brought me to like, hmm, this seems like a little much. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Remember, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube at Intelligent Moron, at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. New episodes drop uh, every Thursday. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, and do all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, everybody. And I will see you guys next week.